Welcome to Breaking the Cycle of Poverty featuring Jay Height, Executive Director of Shepherd Community Center in Indianapolis. For the past 36 years, Shepherd has served its neighbors on the Near East Side of Indianapolis by providing a range of services and support designed to end generational poverty. My name is Tim Swearens, and I'm your host for these conversations that explore why poverty remains such a persistent problem in the United States and how each of us can help our neighbors break the cycle of poverty. Today's episode looks at how ministries and nonprofits can effectively recruit and keep volunteers. Jay, what's a key lesson you've learned about recruiting volunteers? Well, volunteerism isn't me asking someone to do whatever I want them to do. Uh, it takes a part of, as an organization, as a ministry for Shepherd Community, to listen to folks who are interested and feel a sense of calling to give back in some way, and then to try to hear their patience and their giftedness and match that to the needs. I think too many times we say, I need a widget maker over here, and so we force everyone into the widget maker. Or we take that person who's absolutely terrified of kids and say, you yeah, know, what we need is someone to work with kids, and they're like, I'm terrified of kids. And so um, I think success comes when we listen and find them. And yes, we can share the litany of volunteer opportunities we have. I think of Dave. Dave comes two to three times every week, and he is working here at Shepherd. His passion is he loves gardening. He loves landscaping. And he takes care of our property, and it's never looked so good. And he's out replacing flowers and recently was taking the flowers that were dying, and, and he put in mums and... Uh, we'll have some stuff that's uh, some junk that we need to get rid of and he'll take it to the dump or he'll go take stuff to the recycling and uh, he, this is his patient yes. and it fills a need we have you have others who say what I really really like is I like working in the kitchen and so uh, Bob and Cindy are a retired couple who come and help us serve our families and our kids in the kitchen and they come each week and this is their patient and we are able to connect it to a need that we have. Uh, so I think as it is with so many things in life, we have to do a better job of listening. But when we listen, we can connect people to their passions. Yes. So I, I've heard more than one story about someone who started out volunteering at Shepherd, and their role just kept growing and growing because you specifically asked them to take on more responsibility. Uh, some of those former volunteers are, are now even on staff. Uh, walk us through that. How do you spot someone who's ready to step up and do more, and what prompts you to make that ask? Well, I think it comes when you see the passion and you see the sense. And, and one of the big things that I think we had to learn here at Shepherd was our neighbors are some of our best volunteers and being able to say to them, hey, can you drive a truck or can you help run the food pantry? And so our pantry on Saturdays is run by our neighbors and they love that sense of responsibility. Mm -hmm. They do a great job and and they have a sense of understanding their peers, um, our other neighbors, uh, in a better way and can say, hey, here's something that might help them and speak back to us. It's really important for us, Tim, to make sure that when we're empowering volunteers, whether it's our neighbors or folks who drive in to help us, is that we are making sure we're listening to them because they may have a perspective that can help us um, better do what we're doing. And, and so I think you see folks w- who have a passion for what they're doing, and then you continue to allow them to grow in that and and release them. It's not about managing them, it's about releasing them. Yeah. 
uh, recruiting someone to volunteer for the first time is, is one thing, but, but what keeps volunteers coming back and how can ministries do a better job of retaining volunteers? I think our volunteer team is making sure they're thanking them a lot. Um, we have a volunteer who's building an outdoor classroom for us. It will be a new creative way for kids to be able to study uh, for about three seasons out of the year. It's yes. probably not the best place to study during Christmas and during winter season, but um, we this volunteer shows up and he's building it and he is working on it and it'll end up probably being four or five months to get this done. Yes. Um, and one of our staff said, you know, you need to make sure you go out and say something. And, and I've known this gentleman for over 20 years and, and able to say thank you. This is, this is huge. The power of thank you uh, is, is immense, and I don't think we do it enough. Um, my goal for Shepherd is for us to be the best thank you ministry in Indianapolis, whether we're thanking someone who volunteers, someone who's donating something, or, or even someone who's just helping um, share something, uh, uh, some expertise with us. But people want to know they're appreciated and they're making the difference. And sometimes it's, okay, we need you to do this, and this is how it fits into the grander scheme of what we're trying to accomplish. You know, one of the things, we've been blessed with a great partnership with Gleaners, and throughout the summer, every Tuesday, we did a drive through food distribution. And at a time when inflation has been such a disproportionate tax on our neighbors, this is helping them. Well, we've shifted to now it's twice a month uh, uh, for October and November going into December, and then we'll look at what we do next year. But uh, being able to share to volunteers saying, okay, listen, you're coming to help us do this uh, food distribution, helps us in stabilizing families. We don't want them in two years to still be needing that food, but right now we need to stabilize them as we're trying to help increase their capacity, whether it's through our workforce development, through our educational programs. And so helping them understand it's not just about food giveaway, but that helps us create a relationship. Is there an ideal stage of life for serving as a volunteer, uh, say before children or after retirement, for example, or is it more about learning to serve others over the course of a lifetime? Well, I think you have different seasons and you have different opportunities. Um, we know that people who have the greatest opportunity to volunteer is going to be right out of college and then in retirement. Yes. And so trying to allow them to have those opportunities to serve that fits into their schedules, but also allows them to feel fulfilled is important on our part. And then to help us fill those needs. You know, we're getting ready to go into the busiest season of, of the year for us through the holidays. And we have a ton of volunteer opportunities uh, at, at all different uh, times and different days of the weeks. But we want folks to be able to have that opportunity to come alongside. We could not do what we do at Shepherd Community without volunteers. And I think many ministries would say the same thing. It's just not possible. There's too great uh, uh, a challenge for us uh, to be able to uh, do it and hire enough folks to do it. So we are fueled by volunteers, and we're going to continue to do that as we look to the future. So you, you've already shared a couple of stories about volunteers making a, a real difference. Is there a volunteer story from Shepherd's history that really stands out to you as an example, somebody who really helped the minister grow or really connected with neighbors? Well, 
I, I think of um, a couple and Bob and Janet, and Janet has been a huge help throughout so many of our holiday activities. And Bob helped. First, he volunteered uh, in, in a variety of ways. Then sort of in retirement served as a paid staff in our accounting area for a short time and then re-retired again and uh, has been willing to drive to do pickups and uh, Janet would go out and get donations for our kids store where the kids get to shop for their parents and uh, what I think in Bob and Janet is folks who said we'll do whatever Mm -hmm. If it's driving a bus, if it's going out and getting donations, if it's helping wrap gifts, uh, they've uh, exemplified that. But I think that there's so many stories like that. Yes. Um, people who said, I, I just want to help. And at the end of the day, this gives us the foundation to be able to help our families break the cycle of poverty. And so every hour donated in volunteerism is another step towards us moving families to that self-sufficiency. Jay, what encouragement can you offer someone listening to this episode who may be on the fence about whether they're being called to volunteer? Yeah, whether it's at Shepherd Community, at your local church, your local school, wherever it is, I encourage you to because you're going to get so much back. And uh, for Jane and I, we were recently traveling and we were in Tennessee and I was viewing a ministry there and talking with the director of that ministry and they were doing a drive through clinic and pretty soon... Uh, Jane's putting crescent rolls in the back of cars and we're able to help and and you say man I was part of a team yes we're part of something bigger than ourselves and God blesses that and uses that for great and mighty ways thank you Jay volunteers make a difference in neighbors lives every day at Shepherd to learn more about how you can help please visit shepherdcommunity.org thank you for listening thank you